Hello and good morning to you, my precious beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob, here this morning to share with you today's episode of our ongoing fellowship with the Word. Beloved, the most important, the most powerful prayers or declarations or affirmations that, that you can do is when you look at yourself and confess that I am the living Christ. I know that is hard for a lot of people, but that's okay. Don't forget, our message is the message of faith. But notice that if I had preached to you that you are a sinner, you wouldn't have a problem with that. There, would, there wouldn't be any issue about that. But don't forget, calling you a sinner is not a message of faith. And if I call you a sinner and try to tell you to do better, you know, you are a sinner. But, you know, try your best to do better. Stay away from sin. Live away from sin. Do your best to please God. Notice also that that also is not a message of faith. Because that's a natural thing. That's what we tell everybody. If you see someone who is not behaving well, you try to encourage the person by their own power and ability to do well. The only thing is that the power still rests on that person. You are depending on the sinner's ability not to sin. That's what your message is. So there's no message of faith. I hope you understand that. And if the message is not of faith, it cannot impact faith to the person. So that's why we now have to bring the issue of reward or judgment, right? For example, I say this a lot. When you were a child, you didn't know any better. You didn't have sense. You didn't understand the importance of hygiene, of personal hygiene. So in order to get you to brush your teeth, what happened? Either if you didn't want to do it, your parents will do two things. They will either threaten you to flog you so that you would do it. Or they will promise you candy or sweet or biscuit. Oh, I'll give you something to entice you with a promise for you to do it. Some people listen to me. I'm sure it was the same thing with taking a shower. You didn't want to shower. So they had to force you to give you a bath and, uh, you know, or pr made you promises. But notice that when you grew up, when you can't get sense, when you understood the importance of personal hygiene, if there's no water, some of you will go to buy it just to brush. You don't need anybody to push you. You don't need anybody to promise you or threaten you with a judgment or to give you a promise for you to do that. When you grew up, you became aware. You understood. And beloved, see, that's what I'm telling you. The message that tells you you are bad, do your best to become good. It's not message of faith. There's no faith in that. And it can never produce faith in people. There is no power. The message in itself is powerless. Remember, it's only telling you what to do. What is the difference with the gospel? Why is it a message of faith? It is that it looks at a sinner and tells that sinner that you are righteous. You have been forgiven. It looks at the weak. And by faith, it says to the weak, you are strong. What is it supposed to do? If that weak man receives that message, it imparts strength into his spirit. And if there be strength in that man's spirit, that man will rise up. Praise God. That is why the Bible says that 
the Apostle Paul says that the gospel contains the power of God to deliver completely. Notice that some of you will struggle. Some of you will have questions. If I say to you, confess. And I'm not telling you to confess because we just want to confess. No, you. the more you state that, the more your spirit continues to absorb that truth, right? So, But notice, if I had said to you, you're a sinner, Try your best to do good, right? To please God. Don't you know that God wants you to please him? Serve God. Do this. You wouldn't have a problem with that, right? But that's not gospel. There's no gospel in that. And such message has no power to change a man's spirit. And again, like I've said this morning, that message has, there's nothing inside of you to help the man. It's only telling you what to do. Oh, try to behave good so God will be good to you or, you know, do good. And no, that's not, that's not the message of faith. The message of faith looks at the weak and say, you are strong. Praise God. Amen and amen. So, I want to add more scriptures this morning, and I hope I can do more of that, um, just to help you understand what Jesus, that what Jesus was communicating to his disciples was to help them understand that, hey, we have the same father, right? And if we have the same father, we are now brothers. And Jesus made this switch, especially after he rose from the dead, he wanted the disciples to see him not as their Lord, like in the sense of physical uh, entanglement. They wanted to see him. He wanted them to see him differently. And this morning, I'm going to read a scripture this morning. I'm sure you have come across this scripture this morning before. But I, but trust me, your eyes will open further as we look at this. All right, so let's jump to it. Don't forget, the reason I'm, I'm reading this scripture is that your faith be established in the truth. In the truth. Because I don't want you to confess something because pastor said confess it. I want you to see it in your eyes. I want you to see it with the eyes of the spirit. Don't forget what you have been seeing is the, with the eyes of the flesh, but with the eyes of the spirit. And I pray this morning that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, let's read John chapter number 20. And I will read from verse number 16. Because of time, the gospel according to brother apostle John chapter number 20. I'm reading from verse number 16. This is what happened. The encounter that Mary had with Jesus after he rose from the dead. Notice this was after he rose from the dead. Today, the most difficult problem is that people follow Christ as if he has not risen from the dead. Any man that does not understand the significance, the demarcation, what took place when Christ died and was buried and rose from the dead, is not qualified to teach the Bible to you. Right? Because what is the result of that? Today, we preach to the dead, to the living as if they are dead. Today, we preach to the righteous as if they are sinners. Today, we preach to the blessed as if they are cursed. In fact, we teach them to pray like they are cursed. We teach them to pray away the things that are ours because Christ has risen from the dead. Now, let's go back to the scripture. John 20, 
verse number 16. Mary, okay, uh, let me actually jump up a little bit away from uh, verse 15. He said to her, dear woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Right? This is Jesus speaking to Mary. And then Mary answered, thinking he was only the gardener. Sir, if you have taken his body somewhere else, tell me and I will go and I will and I will go and Mary, he, she was still trying to talk. Jesus interrupted her. Jesus called her her name. Mary, Jesus interrupted her. Turning her face to him, she said, Rabboni, which is Aramic for my teacher, right? Notice this, notice this. This is how Mary knew him. This is how Mary related to him, right? Rabboni, she said, which is my teacher, right? That's what she said. That's the way. That's the picture. That's the relationship. Notice this. Jesus, now, the, the next verse, Jesus cautioned her. Mary, don't cling to me. Listen to this. Mary, don't cling to me. I know that those who read Bible on the face value, who read the literal words, will start to think that Jesus is saying, no, don't hug me. Don't cling to me because I am not pure. I am not too perfect and pure. Now that I have risen from the dead, I am perfect and pure. So, and you are a sinner. So, you cannot cling to me. So, don't touch me, Mary. But, when you open up the footnote on the TPT, here's what it says. Jesus was telling Mary, don't cling to me in the way you once knew me. Now we are one. Hallelujah. Don't cling to me like the image of me you once had. Because now we have a different relationship. Then I was just your teacher, but now we are brothers and sisters. Delete. And let me tell you the, the, the challenge. Did you know that this was one of the most challenging things for the apostles, those who saw Jesus physically? They continue to try to relate to him in that physical way. And that's where Apostle Paul, that's where Christ went away and picked up Apostle Paul. And Apostle Paul will now say that we know no man after the flesh. We made a mistake of trying to know Jesus after the flesh, but now we don't know him that way. Praise God. Hallelujah. I hope this is making sense. I know if you if you have that picture in your mind of Jesus dazzling with white, just rose from the dead, and Mary trying to rush, and he said, Mary, don't touch me, don't cling to me. You, you The image you have is that, oh, Jesus is not perfect, pure, and then here is poor Mary, the sinner, right? So, so they cannot mix, no, what Jesus was saying. And again, each time I point this out to you, let it let never forget why this is important. Because if you don't see the intent, the meaning, you will only read the word. You will read the literal word, and that is what's been going on in the church. And so notice this: Jesus says, Jesus was saying, Hey Mary, don't cling to me in the way you once knew me. Don't cling to me in that way. Don't think about me in that way. You got to think about me in a different way. No, now you say now because now we are one. Cling to me in my ascension, in my glory. We don't cling to a memory of Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, the scripture says here, yeah, we cling to the majesty in his glory today. That's why I say to people, don't weep that Jesus was crucified. That would be trying to keep a memory of an event. 
Rejoice that in him you were crucified. Don't cling to the memory of crucifixion without understanding the reality of crucifixion. Let me repeat one more time. Don't cling to the memory of crucifixion. No, cling to the reality. What crucifixion means, that's what you need to cling to. Today, the church world is busy trying to worship Jesus. They write beautiful songs about him. They sing about how good he is. That is trying to cling to the memory of a Messiah. But what is the message of the Messiah? The Messiah came to tell us, hey brothers, as you are, so I am. That is the intent and the purpose. And that's what we need to cling to. Now, to help you understand that this is true, look at what Jesus said. Mary, don't cling to me, for I haven't yet ascended to God my Father, he said. Now listen to this. And just listen very carefully what Jesus said. Because if you read this second statement now, it will the first one I said will make sense. Because if that was not the intention, there was no need for this second statement Jesus made. Look at what Jesus said further. And he is not only my father and God, but now, listen to that, but now, now that I have risen from the dead, he is not only my father and God, but now he is your father and your God. What is he trying to make? Hey, don't worship me as rabbi. Now see me as your brother. Jesus is telling him here. Don't forget, this was the first message Jesus preached to Mary after he rose from the dead. Don't cling to me. Don't hold on to me as Lord, Rabbi, Rabboni, my teacher. No, now I'm going to ascend to the Father. But the point here is not even the ascension. The point here is trying to tell Mary, I'm going to my Father and my God. Notice that here he calls him my Father and my God. So that you too will know that God is your Father and your God. Sir, what is Christ trying to do here to put Mary in the same place as him? To put Mary in the same place as him. And ladies and gentlemen, listen to me very carefully. This is very important. Don't forget who Jesus was talking to. He was talking to a woman. A woman. In the Jewish tradition, this couldn't have been possible at all, at all. This wouldn't have been possible. Because men were not, women were not equal to men, let alone a woman be equal to the Messiah. Praise God. Let me tell you something I didn't, something else I didn't mention. Did you know that place I was talking about last Sunday where Jesus called that woman daughter of Abraham? Historians will tell you that that was the first time that phrase daughter of Abraham was used. It was only sons of Abraham. Jesus was trying to tell the woman, you are equal. We are equal before our father. Praise God. And that's why I say to people today, if we preach the gospel the way it is, no Christian sister will rise up everywhere and say, I am feminist. I am this, I am this. No. Those things is a manifestation that we don't know the truth. We have not preached the truth. Because in the gospel, because the gospel makes known, the, because of the gospel, there's no need for such movement. Because why? Because in the gospel, there's neither male nor female. So there's no need for, nobody's a manist and nobody's a feminist. 
The fact that even believers today are calling themselves such titles is a proof that the gospel has not been preached to them. Jesus was the first one to say, daughter of Abraham. And here, very significant, it was Mary that Jesus was talking to here. Now, let me show you furthermore. Notice this. Now, he says, and he is not only, he's not talking about resurrection now. He's not talking about ascension. He's not talking about touching me, not touching me. No, he's talking, he's trying to tell Mary, you, hey, hey, Mary, cool, 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 cool. I am now your brother. We are now one. Now that I've risen from the dead, we are one. He says, and he is not only my father and God, but now, don't forget, but now he is your father and you are God. Now, watch what Jesus says. To tell her is not only her. He says, now go to my brothers. He did not call them disciples again. He did not call them apprentice again. He did not, he said, go to my brothers. And if you click the footnote, it will tell you, this is the first time in John's, John's gospel that Jesus called his disciples brothers. Now we are brothers. If we are brothers, it means that we came from the same father. It means that we are same. He said, now go and tell my brothers. He didn't call them disciples. He didn't call them apostles. He didn't call them teachers. He didn't call them Jewish people. He called them my brothers. Go now and tell my brothers. After he had dealt with Mary. Mary, please don't cling on to that memory you had about me as Rabboni, as Rabbi, as teacher. I'm going to my father, but let me also let you know that my father is not only my father, he is also now your own father, Mary, and he is my God, and now he is also your own God. Now, go and tell also my brothers. He didn't call them disciples. He didn't call them apostles. That's why every day on this, don't forget, the things I say, I say by revelation. I don't say by which word I think sounds nice. When I come every morning and introduce myself as your brother, this is why. Because I've known this for a long time. And it's consistent. I didn't sit down and think, um, you know, to do this broadcast, uh, what, what is the best way to introduce myself? Um, to do this, which word has more spiritual connotation? No, sir. In my heart, I know that we all have the same father. Men or female, we are sons of God. We are brothers. We are the same in God. That's all. We, we have, all of us have equal standing. Nobody have, listen, in Christ, nobody have a better standing than anybody. It's religious people who are looking for who to control that will give you an idea that they have a better standing in God than you. It is not true. We are, look at Jesus here. Look at Jesus who rose from the dead saying, hey, go and tell my brothers. What did he say? Go and tell my brothers and tell them what I have told you. What did I tell you? What is the message I told you now? What is the message, Mary? Tell them, my, I'm going to my father, who is also their father, that I'm sending to my father as if it was not good enough. Tell them what I have told you, that I am ascending to my father and your father. He says a second time, I am going to my father and your father, to my God 
and your God. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, does this make a little more sense to you? This message was very important. Notice that Jesus did not spend time to tell them what happened in the three days. Right? Oh, yeah, you know, if it's, if it's some of us, if it's me, I'll tell you now. I'll tell you, you know, after the nail went to my hand and then they removed the nail and then I took my last breath, then I descended here, then I did it like this. I did No, because he knows that they will focus so much on that. He was trying to tell them the significance of his death and the resurrection. What is that significant? Now, don't hold on to me like you used to, Jesus of Nazareth. No, don't hold on to me as Rabboni. No, hold on to me as your brother. We are now one. He says, I go to my father and your father. I go to my God and you are God. Why? Because now we are the same. Praise God. Amen and amen. I hope this brought a little more clarity. If he has not settled in your heart and you have any question, please don't forget. You can always get across to me. And I have to preach this and trusting in faith that your eyes of understanding will be enlightened, will be open to see who you are. Because the miracle that you are seeking for is in the understanding of your identity and receiving that identity. You go from a beggar to a miracle worker. Praise God. Don't forget, we all are made for signs and wonders. We all are supernatural. You cannot do, like I said yesterday, you cannot do like Jesus if you are not him. It is impossible to do like Jesus if you are not him. But thank God he has made us one as him. Praise God. Amen and amen. Okay, I'm going to stop here and I will come back to you again tomorrow by the grace of God as we continue to eat of the truth that I am the living Christ. You are the living Christ. I am the living expression of the Father. You are the living expression of the Father. It is in me and you, through me and through you, that the world will understand, will touch and taste the true heart of our Father. That is why God has called you into this message. Please enjoy your day. It's weekend. Take it easy. Don't forget that this morning you have been served. Shalom.